are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. We are going to talk about Roy Williams and his wife, Wanda, who make a very generous donation to Chapel Hill and this athletic program here, one of NBA-type caliber. So we're going to make that comparison today. We also have the all-ACC teams list. I've got a couple snubs that we like to talk about. Some people who got up there who maybe shouldn't have been. All right, let's have that conversation. And then the ACC tournament, we have Tuesday matchups to get you ready for, so we'll break that down and we'll get you all set up for that. Happy ACC tournament week. We all know, especially if you're in the North Carolina area, how we used to take off from school if you had the coins, okay, to go to Green World Coliseum to enjoy some matchups. Usually Carolina was not in it by now, right? They weren't till like the second round of having to face teams that have already gone through some stuff. But as of late, Carolina has certainly been a team that plays in the first couple days. So we shall keep up and follow all of the matchups as Carolina preps for Wednesday going to play the Notre Dame or Wake Forest winner. So we'll talk about that all more tomorrow. Get you prepped, locked and loaded, ready to go. Now, I have to bring to your attention someone who doesn't like to be given the spotlight, despite the fact that he is well-loved around the university and really around the country, right? Coach Roy Williams and his wife Wanda made a one of their largest one-time gifts to Carolina, a $3 million donation to support scholarships for athletes and the Carolina Covenant Scholars and Chancellor Science Scholars. At the end, this time they agreed to announce the news of their generosity, hopefully to inspire others as well. So first of all, you know, hand clap of praise because that's an amazing gift, especially in this current climate when we know everyone well, a lot of people are struggling financially. It is such a relief to see people who have the means be this generous. So thank you first, let's say that, to Coach Williams and his wife, Wanda, right? And of this $3 million gift, the Williams family dedicated $1.5 million to the Carolina Covenant, $1 million to Carolina Athletics to endow a scholarship in men's basketball, and $500 to the Chancellor's Science Scholars Program. Their transformational gift counts towards the Carolina Edge, the campaign for Carolina's bold commitment to raise $1 billion, $1 billion for scholarships and fellowships for students. The Williamses have supported the Carolina Covenant since its inception almost two decades ago, right? They even served as honorary co-chairs of the campaign to endow the Carolina Covenant, which provides eligible low-income scholars a debt-free path to graduation through a combination of scholarships, grants, and work studies. Since the first class enrolled in 2004, the Carolina Covenant has supported more than 8,900 students whose contributions and successes are collectively a testament to the university's unwavering commitment to excellence. So that is in full, right? Such, again, an amazing gift, right? More so because it comes from the heart. It's something that he probably didn't have to think about. It's probably how can 
he'd be most effective for the university during this time. He probably went to the people and said, I'm ready to give my money, not so much that he had to be asked. And that's just a testament to who Coach Williams is. If you guys tuned in, if you're in the Charlotte area, I was on WCNC last night and was asked about Coach Williams and who he is as a person and all that good stuff. And I couldn't, it was a perfect timing, right, for this gift to say this is just who he is and what he's about. More importantly, why he is such a great coach is because he cares so much, not only about the university, but about kids, right, about the programs. And he put a nice little video that I want you guys to take a listen to with his wife, Wanda, about why these scholarships are so important to donate. The University of North Carolina, not only is home, but it's a place in our heart and it's a place about the people. We would come up Airport Road and when we started up that hill, to where top of the hill is, we would actually get cold chills because that's how much the university meant to us. You know, the whole world is in a tough situation right now, financially, health-wise, everything that you can think about. And, and we see everything that's going on. We see the, the problems. Initially, the Williams did not want any publicity around these gifts, but we believe their generosity will inspire others. So we asked Roy and Wanda, and they agreed to take a moment to share why they give to scholarships at Carolina and what makes it so important to them. When he came to school here, his mother handed him $100 and said, have fun. He would have been a Covenant scholar. The students who have gone through the Carolina Covenant are really important because what it does, it provides opportunities to youngsters who financially would not have been able to do that, and that's, that's a pretty neat deal. I love our buildings, but I'm not big on buildings. I'm about people. The Carolina Covenant, Chancellor Science Program, um, do give opportunities to people. Doing something to endow scholarships uh, for the University of North Carolina Athletic Department is something that was important to us. Strictly her idea about uh, the 13th man scholarship. Our son was the 13th man. I wasn't even that good. <laughs> but it was, uh, it's something that all three of those programs uh, fit what we were thinking about. We would encourage people to look at the difficult times, and if you have the means, uh, this would be a great time for you uh, to not only be involved, but to have the kind of feelings that we do for being able to do these kinds of things and to get the cold chills and to uh, get emotionally involved. And I mean, I'm not even gonna lie to you, somebody was cutting onions during this clip because I certainly got a little misty just thinking about it and just really, you know, being a product of someone who wasn't endowed, had an endowed scholarship, you know, someone taking the time to consider you and make sure that you had a great education. So I think that's just something that speaks to what the Carolina family and Carolina way is. I absolutely just commend, again, Coach Williams and his wife for, especially in this climate, giving kids the opportunity to still fulfill their education and their dreams of being a Carolina student. Because as we know, a lot of people don't get this opportunity and this luxury and it is definitely a gift and a blessing to not only get the education, but then pay it forward, whether it's through your academia or through your donations, gifts, or whether it's through, you know, just giving... Um, giving your time and talents back to the university or what have you or to the world, right? So I think that it's 
really good on Roy and hopefully inspires others who have the means, right, to give to the university as well. Because ultimately, these student athletes who are trying to survive a pandemic (laughs) are going through it, trying to play and perform and get past the mental hurdles that is just happening through society, right? I think it's important to, you know, whatever you can give is certainly make that donation. So that's my three cents on that that you didn't ask for, but I certainly wanted to give. Now, it's not just the fact that Coach Roy (laughs) is giving money, right? He is sitting here and setting the tone for the ACC tournament. As we know, his kids are prepped and ready to go, but it helps when they are actually a part of the all-ACC teams, right? It makes you feel good, pumps your chest a little bit when you know that you have honors behind you when it comes to the conference and you feel like you deservedly or not deservedly so are on the big stage when it comes to this conference. So let's have that conversation about Armando Baycott, Caleb Love, and Dayron Sharp. But first, I got to let you guys know, if you're going to Greensboro, make sure that your car is locked and loaded with everything that it needs. I hope that you have visited rockauto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, I promise you they'll have everything that you need. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car and vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com is always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It's absolutely ridiculous, right? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski has Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Now we're celebrating Armando Baycott. Caleb Love and Dayron Sharp, who have all made respective ACC, all ACC teams, right? Caleb and Dayron made the freshman team, while Armando made the third team for all ACC performers, right? Baycott led the Tar Heels in scoring with 11 points per game and field goal shooting at 62%, and is second in rebounding at 7.6 per game. He scored 18 points in Carolina's win over Duke, on Saturday and led the Tar Heels in ACC play with 12.6 points per game. He has scored in double figures 16 times, which is tied for the team lead. Again, Armando had a big jump this season. We went from sophomore. He did not have a sophomore slump. Freshman year, we were kind of trying to figure out where his place and footing was with a team that was still trying to figure out his way and identity. We pretty much concluded last year's team was unidentifiable. Didn't even know how they were part of Carolina program if I'm going to keep it a band, right? But if you think about the team this year, we've upgraded to at least having the identity of being consistently inconsistent. And that's cool, right? At least we know who we are. So I think Armando played a big part of that when he would have great nights. He would be the big man, grown playing grown man ball. And then he would have off nights where he wouldn't put up any. Two to three, maybe. Maybe even five. <laughs> and we would just be like, this is not the Armando that we know and love. So the up and down <laughs> leadership is something that I think and hopefully he'll be able to uh, get back his junior year. I think one more year for him would suffice in order to put himself at the top of the conversation when it comes to the NBA draft. Now, speaking of someone who might be in the NBA draft this season, Dayron Sharp, who's averaging 9.7 points and leads UNC with 7.8 rebounds per game. 
might take his talents to the next level after this ACC tournament. Should Carolina also have a good NCAA tournament run, hey, might as well go get your paper, right? He's led UNC in scoring four times this season, including a season-high 25 in the win over Notre Dame and in Defensive Player of the Game awards with five. So I think, you know, in case we're wondering about ACC tournament, should Notre Dame beat Wake Forest, which I think it's possible, you know, anything can happen with these ACC teams this year. But it's nice knowing that Dayron put up such a high number against the team the first time, and he's certainly going to have to have a great performance defensively and in the paint if we want to beat Notre Dame for a second time this season because it was a close one, <laughs> and it certainly could have gone either way. Also to note that Sharp finished second in the balloting for ACC's Freshman of the Year and six men of the year awards coming off the bench. He has certainly been an impact, right? Started a couple times. But when he came off the bench, he was a different energy and vibe for Carolina, certainly. Florida State's Scotty Barnes was a, the recipient for both awards. Now on to Caleb Love, who leads the UN, who leads UNC in assists with 94. It's a second in three-pointers and steals and third in scoring at 10.4 points per game. He has scored in double figures 13 times and was a two-time ACC Freshman of the Week and averaged 21.5 points and seven assists in Carolina's two wins over Duke. He is the first Tar Heel to score at least 18 points and have seven assists in two games against the Blue Devils in the same season. Whew. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think Kerwin Walton got snubbed when it comes to the ACC All-Freshman team because without Kerwin and his amazing threes that were clutch at a lot of times kept Carolina in a lot of games we wouldn't be here I think Caleb's I've seen some articles about Caleb's inconsistency being some of the worst that some people have ever seen when it comes to a Carolina guard I can't disagree right I I think the indecisive when am I going to be a leader when am I not is you know a testament again to being a freshman right but also I'll get I'll chalk it up to this climate fine but I just think that Overall, it's just something different. He's a different person during those Duke games. And and something that should be, you know, in all conference play, you would hope that you see that Caleb throughout the entire season. But, you know, we'll take it for what it is. I do think Kerwin should have been on that ACC all-freshman team only because he is the reason and the backbone Carolina has had even a decent field goal percentage this season, right? So I just, that's my three cents about it that you didn't ask for, but I decided to give you anyway, right? So there's that. But taking a look at the all ACC teams, right? It was just more important to just give you a little breakdown of how it all went. Moses Wright winning ACC player of the year, deservedly so, right? He had a great year. A lot of people were um, putting Matthew Hurt in that conversation, putting a lot of guys who ultimately, in my opinion, were cool, (laughs) right? Cool, definitely deserve it in some regards. But I think that Moses just really took over. It's Justin Champagne, lost by one point, who, again, he's had a great year. He is the reason Pitt was even in half these games. I think the bad juju from Pitt came from when Coach Campbell talked junk about NC State. They weren't the same since, saying they were a desperate team when he didn't even look in the mirror, <laughs> right? Pittsburgh's just as desperate, right? Carly Jones from Louisville, Matthew Hurt, and Sam Hauser rounded out the all-ACC first team. Second team was Kevin Heave Aluma, Jose Alvarado, Jay Huff, MJ Walker, and Amir, Simmons, Amir Sims, 
right? And then 13, Raekwon Gray, Isaiah Wong, Quincy Guerrier, Prentice Hub, Armando Baycott, and Scotty Barnes to round out the third team. So a lot, of, a lot of interesting looks. You know, Carolina wasn't exactly in the conversation. We had some preseason looks that we thought were going to certainly be the players to watch. Unfortunately, didn't go that way. But it happens, right? Life certainly gets in the way sometimes. Play gets the best of us. And other people just kind of have breakout years for whatever reason. But again, going back to ACC Player of the Year, Moses Wright getting it, ACC Freshman of the Year, Scotty Barnes, all defensive team. It's one where I was like, okay, Jose Alvarado, certainly. He is scruffy. He gets in people's faces <laughs> in a lot of ways. Manny Bates, who I have enjoyed personally watching this season from NC State. He is a block machine. Jay Huff from Virginia. Eh, <laughs> okay. Jordan Goldwire from Duke, sure. I mean, I guess. I, I give him defensively because they certainly can't get it back in the paint when they get the opportunity to score, so there's that. And then Moses Wright, again, from Georgia Tech, the all-freshman team rounded out besides Daron and Caleb with Scotty Barnes, DJ Stewart from Duke, mm, Jalen Withers from Louisville. Mm, you know, I think if your team goes on a certain amount of pause, you kind of just put yourself out of the conversation, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Okay. Mike Young from Virginia Tech winning coach of the year, which was very interesting, <laughs> especially considering the fact the last two games that or last it was like three to four games, maybe that they weren't able to finish out because of COVID protocols. Leonard Hamilton getting 24 votes uh, to Mike Young's 26. But I think maybe that last game against um, Notre Dame kind of put them behind a little bit in terms of just having your team focused Right. You surprisingly, you didn't see any votes for Coach Krzyzewski or Coach Williams. Okay, I get it. I see it. I I guess when you're so used to excellence, when you don't get the opportunity to bring your teams to such elevated levels, you're not in that conversation. Okay, sure. (laughs) Right. There's that. But overall, I think this is a pretty decent list. And I hope that... Whoever got felt snubbed, Kerwin Walton, you use that fire, Garrison Brooks, to get yourself back into the conversation and show these, whoever is the voting, you know, selection committee, why you should be in the top of the ACC conference conversation, teams conversation, right? Or the specific player awards conversation. So use that, use those snubs to get yourself back into it, right? So we got to prep for the ACC tournament. We've got some big games down the stretch here, and we're going to start today. And we got some good matchups I'm going to break down for you guys. But first, I got to tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news and scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. Make sure you guys download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can do it on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. 
Make sure that you leave a review. Five stars is nothing less than, period, okay? Make sure that you guys simply just tell me how much you love it, how much you hate it, how much in between good conversations. Follow at Locked on Heels, at Candace D. Cooper on Twitter. If you want to keep up with live tweeting during games or if you just want to have fun, just want to hit me up, just throw a question out there, we can do all that too. So we'll have that conversation as we gear up for what should be a very exciting ACC tournament, right? The New York Live ACC tournament schedule is as follows for today. Tuesday, March 9th, the first round at 2 p.m., you'll see number 12 Pitt face number 13 Miami on ACC Network. So I hope you guys put all your meetings before noon, before one even, because you know you got to eat lunch, right? And then you're getting ready for a, a good Pitt and a good Miami team, both of which Carolina defeated this season. Then you've got Duke and Boston College at 4.30. Hey, listen, I don't think that Boston College will be in this conversation, but if they are, oh boy, man, you can say see you later to Duke being in the NCAA tournament, and that would be quite the sight and the takes and the articles, <laughs> all of that good stuff in between. We might even have a soundbite from Jim Beheim talking about Jalen Johnson. Oh, you just don't even know. I hope that they're able to pull something off. As you know, Carolina beat Duke twice this season and did not get a chance to play Boston College. Now at 7, we'll finally have Notre Dame, number 11 Notre Dame, first number 14 Wake Forest. That'll be again on the ACC Network. Carolina beat Notre Dame in a great matchup. Carolina had some close, close performances with Wake Forest and was able to pull it out. If my, I'm having a bad a memory loss. Yes, we were able to pull out the Wake Forest win, of course. And, you know, if you think about just where those teams are, we're going to play the winner from Notre Dame and Wake Forest. I think Notre Dame is getting hot at the right time. Had a lot of uh, flack from Coach Bray, people saying that he should be on the hot seat. And his team has responded saying, not so fast, (laughs) not our coach, by winning a big game against Florida State right? Taking down the Seminoles to honestly prevent them from getting another ACC title. So Notre Dame's hot. We know Lazuski has given us the business. We won't beat them by a point. It's one of those games where last season we know Carolina probably would have lost, but it was a different team, a different grit, and hopefully they can carry that with them. I'm hoping we get the Demon Deacons. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm hoping that we get Wake Forest, but I think Carolina is able to beat both. But as we know, This consistently inconsistent team is going to give us stress. So I hope you're buckled up and ready to go, right? You are trying to just give yourself a woosah because it's going to be a long, long day for you if you think Carolina is just going to put up 90-plus points. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll surprise all of us. Maybe they'll get it done. I'm not holding my breath on this one. Hate to say it. Can't, can't even lie to y'all. I'm not holding my breath because I just know this Carolina team, right? I know that in the, the day they're either going to stress us out or they're going to get it done. Well, either way, you know, we'll figure it out, but I'm certainly not uh, stressing myself one way or the other. Should Car- Whoever plays Carolina wait, between Wake Forest and Notre Dame will play at 9 o'clock on Wednesday. So we'll preview that and get you guys some three keys to victory things to watch out for based on today's winner. So make sure you're locked in there. Grab your coffee, your Red Bull, whatever you got, because it's going to be a long night. Carolina hopefully makes it to the Thursday games because ain't nobody got time for (laughs) 
any stress, right? We don't have time for any stress if we can't beat Notre Dame or Wake Forest. I just, I refuse. I think we're still in the NCAA tournament, fine, but uh, we'll have to have a conversation. Let's not get knocked out in the first round. Let's just, let's please. I just don't even want to hear the think pieces of the story. I don't, I don't even want to go there. So there's that. So I look forward to talking to you guys tomorrow, setting you up for those three keys to victory. More importantly, gearing up for yet some great baseball action. So we'll talk about that as well. And we'll just have a good time, per usual. We'll see if somebody else donates $3 million, right? The NBA did the same thing, except they did it for 107 schools to share. And Coach Williams did it for just one school. So if you're thinking that the NBA is doing some great gifts out here, just do the numbers, right? I think they can do more. <laughs> they are a multi-billion dollar corporation. That's my little all pettiness, all shade to the NBA as I watch the All-Star game. And I'm like, man, clearly if you can put on a performance like this, you're able to donate a little more of the money than you did. So that's just my three cents that you didn't ask for, but I decided to give you anyway. Hope you guys come back tomorrow. Follow at Locked on Heels at Candy Cooper. Until next time, go Heels.